0: Our strategy has always been providing value and and to finalize handing over that value to the person that walks in the open house. They have to give me their contact information so I can deliver that value.
1: Welcome back real estate rock stars. I'm Shelby Johnson and today I'm here with my friend, one of the coolest people, Taylor Doolittle. He is out of Twin Cities, Minnesota. He's been an agent for six years. And in 2022, he closed 66 personally. And and this is 2023 in October. He's already closed 55 so far, still a couple months to go. He also leads a team of agents. There's 15 of them. And he leads it with himself and his partners, Maybe you heard him just it'll probably at this point, it'll come out a month ago, Lars Anderson. We also interviewed him. Go check that one out if you haven't already. But back to Taylor. So Taylor is a real estate agent. He's an investor, a father, a husband, and seriously just a good dude. We have quite a few mutual friends. He's taught classes for my organization. And one of the cool things, one of the many cool things about Taylor is that he built his entire business off of open houses. So today, we are going to go deep into exactly how to do that. But first, Taylor, thank you so much for hanging out with me today.
0: Thank you for having me. No, I just, I love chatting with people that have a positive outlook. And when I think positive, I think Shelby. So um, fun fun to chat with people that are uh, optimistic about the future, especially in the real estate market as we are right now.
1: Absolutely. Uh, okay. Taylor, you got to give some listeners some some background on you. So why real estate? A little bit about your journey.
0: Sure. So uh, my name is Taylor. I am originally from North Carolina. I now live in Minnesota because anyone that meets a Minnesotan outside of Minnesota that falls in love will eventually move back to Minnesota. It's called the Minnesota boomerang. I've, I've come to find out. Um, I kind of stumbled into real estate on accident Uh, I'm 34 years old right now. And I've been in real estate since August 2017. So six years and a couple months. Uh, I was in tech for years before that. Tech in the retail space. I worked at the Apple store, which I really, really loved. Uh, You just get to learn to talk to anybody. um, And you're not really selling people on stuff. People are coming in knowing they want to buy stuff. And so you just get to meet with them and figure out what their needs are and then match them up with whatever the perfect thing is for their need, which was a perfect segue into to real estate. You don't have to convince someone that they want to live in a house. Um, so in 2017, my wife and I had been abroad in uh, Sydney, Australia for almost two years, moved back to the U S moved back to Minnesota. I was looking for a corporate tech job and that was, Right at the exact time that my brother-in-law, so my wife's brother, uh, had been on a real estate team for about a year, year and a half, uh, and was doing really, really well in the real estate space and said, hey, I want to start my own team. Tay, you have experience leading teams at Apple. You should join me and we should start a team. Uh, To which I thought, oh my gosh, I've never thought about real estate ever as an option. So I talked to all of my closest friends, all my closest family, all my advisors, prayed about it ton, a ton, and it was just like, Lord, you're opening doors, slam one in my face if this is not what I'm supposed to do. Otherwise, I'm going to be sprinting through these doors. So I got licensed August 2017 with the thought of, I'll give it a year, commit to 12 months, and if at the end of the year, it's not what I'm supposed to do, well, I probably have sold maybe a couple houses and... Um, and I learned, I learned that this is, isn't what I want to do. So in that next three or four months, I made more in real estate than I did my previous year working in retail. Uh, and that's when I started the deep addiction into real estate. So uh, now fast forward six and a half years later, and I can't imagine not being in real estate in some way, shape or form. Um, I absolutely love it. It's a common denominator that, Everybody wants to talk about, everyone's interested in. So it's really easy to, to chat about.
1: Dude, what a start. Most people don't have that first three to four months and they look back to the last 12 months and they're like, wow, I made more. But you know what I mean? I, what a beautiful yeah. start and what a beautiful journey just overall. But let's go back to, this is a perfect segue into how. How in your first three to four months did you find your business build your business. And can you walk us through that?
0: Yeah. So traditionally you think of real estate as a network business, right? The bigger your network, the more people that you know, the more potential sales that you have. Well, um, like I said previously, I'm not from Minnesota. It's where I sell real estate. Uh, so I didn't go to high school here. I didn't go to college here. And then any, any people that I had, any friends that I had made, um, in the four years that we lived here, before we moved away for two years, well, we moved away for two years and we came back. So didn't have any network here. And any network that I did was my wife's family. And I'm starting a team with my brother-in-law. So of course, they're going to go with them and not with me. So all that to say, I needed to figure out fast, how do I meet people? How do I talk to people? So I'd say the biggest pieces of building my business was open houses. Oh, for those watching, not watching on YouTube, I just did a thumbs up and our so uh, so thumbs up bubble came up. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, distracted for a second. Uh, so my biggest ways of building business were open houses, uh, getting very involved in my gym community and being very consistent there, a little bit of cold calling. Um, but I'd say open houses are really the bread and butter of how. I started winning over clients uh, very, very quickly.
1: Dude, I'm so stoked. Let's go in. Cause so many people say, yeah, just host some open houses. And then, you know, agents host an open house, they show up, no one comes through the door. They don't talk to anyone or the people who come through, they don't know what to say. So can we, let's just go deep, man. Like from the very beginning, what is step one if you want to do an open house? Or which you did, whatever, however you want to go with this
0: with this. Sure, way. sure. So, I, open houses are such a valuable tool if you do them well, or they're a complete waste of time. There's not really a middle ground. It's either they're really great or a complete waste of time. So, here's the viewpoint that I have on real estate uh, or on open houses and what I tried to, to coach the guys on our team. Open houses should always be uh, worth your time because even if nobody shows up. Well, you're in a house, you're getting work done, you're making social media posts, maybe you're taking selfies in the house, you're doing a video tour in the house, you're creating content, you're following up with clients. So in my opinion, an open house should be viewed as a mobile office in which you have the opportunity to maybe meet somebody. So bring your computer, have a hotspot on your phone, you're getting work done no matter what, even if you meet people or not, right? So I think that that's number one thing to, to, to know. And then number two thing is think about when you go into any retail store and you know what you're there for and the moment a retail employee walks up to you, the gut reaction is like, I don't need help. The, the person says, I don't need help. I know I know what I need. Even if they have no idea what they're looking for, no idea. It's just for whatever reason, people have their guard up. They want to go. They don't need help. They don't want to talk to a stranger. And that's how most people feel in open houses is they come in and they're like, we're just here to look at a house. Stop trying to sell me on a house. Um, so what I try to do uh, whenever I'm doing open houses is leading with value and, and being helpful because open houses are this weird scenario in which, okay, you've got maybe one minute, maybe two minutes in which you have the opportunity to convince this complete stranger why you are the best person to help them with the biggest financial decision of their life. That's a pretty big uh, one or two minute uh, spiel that you're trying to give, right? So I know a lot of people do open houses and they're immediately trying to say, hey, do you have an agent? Or they're saying, hey, please sign in because the sellers want to know who's walking through your house. Buyers know that. People walking through houses know that that's a bunch of crap and that they're just getting on a list for you to follow up with them. So our... um, our strategy has always been providing value, and and to finalize handing over that value to the person that walks in the open house, they have to give me their contact information so I can deliver that value. For instance, um, finding conversations, ways in which you can get answers to important questions without actually asking those. So, do they have an agent? Very important question to ask, right? So as they come in. Hey, have you guys been looking for very long? Thanks so much for coming and visiting me today. They might say, well, I actually, we just started. Okay, perfect. In my mind, I'm thinking they might not have an agent. Or they might say, yeah, we've actually been looking for 10 months. And I say, oh, great. Have you guys been making offers? No, we haven't been making offers. Okay, well, they might not have an agent. Or yes, we have been making offers. They probably have an agent. <laughs> um, so asking kind of created questions like that with without being too direct and scaring them off. And then ways in which I would typically provide value is just giving them tips on the process, saying, hey guys, thanks so much for looking around. No pressure, I'm not gonna follow you around. Um, But hey, just so you know, something that I I, I always suggest my clients to do very first when they're starting a search is to chat with a good lender. Because in a market like this, you really wanna make sure that your financing is solid, and that the reputation of your lender is really solid. Would it be helpful if I introduced you to a great lender? Oh, that's sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Perfect. What's the best contact information for me to connect you with this person? Right? So that, that's a way for me. Hey, I'm providing value of a great lender. I'm telling them why it's important. Important. I'm pump it, pumping up that lender. But in order to execute on giving them that value, well, I need informa- contact info. To, to send that to them. Um, meanwhile, my lender partner, I say, hey, I'm just sending you some first-time home buyers," And I and then that lender is pumping up why those people should work with me. So we're tag teaming. I'm pumping up the lender. Lending's pump, pumping up me instead of me feeling like I need to brag on myself. Um, I went on a little bit of a monologue there. Dude, no I love monologue. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So my question is, is there no sign-in sheet? No sign-in sheet. So you're so the key is when people come in, it's the, you know, I wrote down the how long have you been looking, you know, have you been making offers? Have you been looking for a while? All those. And then casually, so at this I'm trying to okay, they walk into the house. Can you like walk us through the actual flow? Because you're not following them around. Right. So So, yeah. So they they walk
0: in. Yep, they walk in and I do not attack them at the door. Right. I don't want to put them on guard immediately. I'm sitting at the kitchen table. In view of the front door, working on my computer, they walk in. I say, "Oh, hey guys, thanks for coming in." I'm looking back down at my computer, finishing stuff, right? So they don't feel like I'm zoning in and I'm going to attack them. They walk in. I might stand up and say, "Hey guys, thanks so much for coming. Are you guys looking at a ton of houses today?" No, no, we're just looking at this one. Oh, sweet. Well, I'm honored. Thanks so much for coming and and visiting. Um, You guys have free reign of the house. Open all of the doors and the drawers and the closets and. The refrigerator because if you buy the house you're buying the fridge uh, and if you guys have any questions just don't hesitate to ask uh, have fun and right that's so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm welcoming them i'm hopefully getting their shoulders to drop a little bit just releasing right. any sort of tension of like oh it's like a normal nice person um
1: something that then, i want to note that you did was you were um high energy not overbearing energy but you were happy you are genuinely like, thanks for coming in. Good energy, like a smile on your face They're not, if they're not watching YouTube, you know? So it's, I think that a lot of those things also play a role into how that person immediately feels when they walk in the door. And you set the tone mm-hmm. that you are happy, you are helpful, you're welcoming, and you're not going to attack them.
0: Right. It's about just being a nice, normal person, right? Uh, if, if you feel the pressure of, oh, someone walked in, I got to convert this lead. Well, you're going to feel stressed. They're going to feel that stress. And that's probably not going to be a very good connection. So just to continue on, they walk in, I welcome them. And then I might say, hey, guys, just curious. How did you find out about the open house? Oh, we saw it on Zillow or we found it on Realtor.com. It's like, perfect. That's where most people look. Just so you know, if you guys are actively starting the search, though, oftentimes Zillow and Realtor.com are not the most accurate because the way they make money is by getting you to click buttons, then they sell your contact information. As you start the search, most people will get set up on a search of the MLS, the true source of real estate data in the market. Would it be helpful if I got you guys access just to accurate data? So if you're looking, you actually know if the house is shown for sale, it's still actually available. Would that be helpful?
1: Here's a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Ryan Pineda.
2: If you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal. We can help you do that. If you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year, we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to WealthyInvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So all you got to do is go to WealthyInvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there.
1: Now back to the show.
0: So that might be one, one value proposition mm-hmm. is MLS search. Um,
1: yeah, the would be helpful the- line is so gold. It's one of my favorites because it, it is so um, gentle and it just leads them to saying yes in not a way that they feel trapped. Because the question is literally like, would it be helpful? And they're like, well, of course it would be helpful. I'm not gonna say that no, it wouldn't be helpful to have accurate information. And it just leads them really naturally, so.
0: It's also reinforcing psychology, where when when I say, is this helpful? And they say, yes, that's helpful. In their mind, they're now thinking, wow, this guy is helpful. <laughs> um, so you're just reinforcing this like, hey, I'm being helpful. Here's some education. I'm educating you on the market. I'm educating you on, on why it's important to be set up with accurate data. So the MLS search uh, conversation is one that was really, is really successful during open houses. Another one is that lender conversation. Of, hey guys, how long have you been looking? Hey guys, just so you know, Um, Something that I always encourage people to do very, very first before you even look at houses is you got to chat with a good lender, especially now with with rates where they're at, um, affordability so tough and rates are changing so quick. You want to feel really confident that the price point in which you think you're in, you are actually in. Would it be helpful? I could introduce you to one or two or 10 different lenders that I know would treat you well. Would it be helpful if I got you access to an awesome, reputable local lender?
1: Sure. Yes, Yes, Taylor, it would. (laughs) Okay. So at this point, those are opening lines. And I'm going to come back to see, make sure we pull out all of those lines. But I just want to make sure, you know, chronologically. Now at this point, depending on where the conversation went, they are touring the house.
0: Yep. So if I'm sitting in the kitchen, usually that's like a thoroughfare. Like people are going in and out. So I might blast them with a little combo when they first walk in and say, Hey guys, I'm sorry. This was, that was a lot of information. I'm sorry if that was overwhelming. That's another psych- psychology thing where I'm, I'm like apologizing for being helpful. And people's gut reaction is like, no, 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 no. Like that was actually super helpful. Like it's totally fine. Again, in their mind, I'm reinforcing to them like, wow, this guy's actually really helpful. <laughs> um, so then they go, let them explore for a little bit. Then they might come back through the room and then I might continue the conversation. Another good idea is, hey, guys, buying a house is kind of strange, right? It's something that you probably know a lot of people have done, but then it becomes your turn to do it. And now there's all this mystery wrapped around it. And it's hard to even know where to go. You do a Google search and you don't know if it's something to trust or something that they're trying to sell you, or it might be for another state, which might be different to buy real estate there. I'm actually opening, uh, holding a um, first-time homebuyer seminar next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Would it be helpful if I sent you guys information to join that just so you can at least get a high-level overview of what the process looks like? Strategy number three, the first-time homebuyer seminar.
1: I love it. Okay, so, you, so you're stacking too. You have the open Ooh. house and then you're going to have your open ho- um, first-time homebuyer seminar. And that first time, if they're not already sold on you, day one, it's like that belly-to-belly belly, belly belly interaction followed by that secondary meeting them, reinforcing. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the friendship formula, it's something that I've read recently, but it's like frequency, duration, intensity, and proximity. So if you can frequently you know, meet with someone in a close proximity, for an extended amount of time as much as possible. Um, And ideally, intensity is the one that pushes it over the edge. You know, Why are people at CrossFit so crazy for each other? It's because they're doing something intense (laughs) together. But the same goes with buying a house. I mean, for the clients, that's like an intense process. So if given the right circumstances and then presenting information in a way that is, like your, would it be helpful? um, I feel like you have a lot of opportunity to really build that trust right out the gate.
0: Yeah, it's just, really going down all of these paths and just trying to see if you can kind of break through, break through, break through. And, And oftentimes people just refuse to take any of that. So my last, last ditch effort to try to get their contact information would be, Hey guys, as they're kind of getting their shoes on, getting ready to leave guys, thanks so much for coming. I am so sorry. I blasted you with all of that information I, I apologize if that was like drinking water through a firehose. Uh, would it be helpful if I just put kind of the key things we chatted about in a recap email and I just emailed it to you guys? So there's that, that that's the final push of, can I have your email? <laughs> can I have your phone number to send you this, this really helpful information? Um, and at the end of the day, if I'm going down all of those tracks, all of those conversations, oftentimes just... Conversations start about family or just life or things like that. And the more you can chat with them, the more you're building that, that trust breaking down any sort of barrier or shield that they might have up. And then you're much more likely to get them as a lead. And then almost more important than getting the lead is just following up really well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we have four, we have the, the lender the financing. We have the accurate information on the MLS. We have the first time home buyer seminar. And then we have the recap email. Are there any other key ones that you feel like you use frequently?
0: Uh, I'd say those are really great. Another one might be, hey guys, this." it sounds like this house isn't the right fit. That's totally fine. That's a really great reason to come through open houses is, is to figure out what did you think mattered that doesn't? And what really matters that you didn't realize mattered to you? Um, from what you're talking about, I know of two or three other listings in the same neighborhood that might be a good fit. Uh, I get out of this open house at 4 p.m. I would be super happy to meet you guys over there at 4.30. Would that be helpful? So that might be another one is, is, is trying to figure out even if I probably don't know that those listings exist, <laughs> but as soon as they leave, now I'm doing research and trying to figure out okay what listings I like are, kind of match what they're looking for. Um, or I might say if if they don't want to do showings, then I might say would it be helpful if I just sent you that information um, via email or text? Or uh, another one would be. This is a really easy sale uh, is people say like, Oh, do you have a house flyer? You know, information about the house. I sure do. It's digital. (laughs) What's the best number for me to send this to. And then um, I've got fireworks behind me now. (laughs) Um, So don't do, don't do any printouts for the open house. Just log on to whatever app that you like or whatever website that you use whether it's your brokerage uh website for the listing or in our market we use an app called Homespotter so maybe it's the homespotter link uh and then that way they need to give you their cell phone number in order for you to kind of deliver that
1: A quick word on our toolbox. We know it can be overwhelming thinking about all of the systems you want to build into your business, and that is why we ask guests to submit their favorite checklist, template, or tracker, so you don't have to build from the ground up. Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and click toolbox for your free access. Thanks so much. A lot of your points are so uh, counterintuitive, and and they go against a lot of what you know, the basic industry education goes, where it's like, you must get a sign-in sheet, everyone must sign in, and then also like, bring material for them to take home. Like, you have to do these things. So it is very fun to see an alternative that clearly worked very well for you. Um, I have questions okay, within the event itself, and then I want to also ask about marketing the event. And the follow-up. But before I release the actual event itself of this open house, do you do anything like food, snacks, music? Uh, mm, yeah. Anything else for setting up or executing the open house?
0: Not really. I mean, I would always do signs and a flag and maybe a, you know, a flag open house. Um, and then signs at the end of the streets kind of pointing to the house. Um, but I didn't often do snacks or drinks. Sometimes I would might bring a little speaker if I selfishly want to listen to a little bit of music, light music. Um, but never really focused on doing any sort of like paid advertising for the opens or things like that. Cause honestly, if, if the open house is too busy, then it becomes really hard to have good, valuable conversations with people. That's where it can get really stressful. Like, There's six people through the house. Who is worth my time to chat with? Who is not? So you'd almost rather have a little bit slower of an open house, have really solid conversations with those couple people, than have it be super, super busy and not have any good combos. If you know it's going to be really busy, because we all have those listings where we know the price point in the neighborhood, it's just going to be bonkers. Then maybe I bring a lender that's really personable and they tag team it with me or I bring another agent on the team and we both do it. And we're kind of trading off and and tag teaming. Um, But I I think that that sign in sheet and giving people material, like all of the industry norms, what you do is why people say open houses don't work (laughs) Um, because it's really hard to build trust when you feel, when people feel like they're signing a contract as they're walking through the door. Totally,
1: so with the m- lead up to the open house then, um, you mentioned signs, you mentioned mm-hmm. a flag, I guess that's just to like, like kind of like balloons or something to identify, hey, yeah. party's over here, guys. Uh, is there anything else like, um, you know, so I'm guessing you put it in the MLS where it says open house, so then it feeds into Zillow and realtor.com and all that stuff. Is Correct. there, what what else for marketing, if anything?
0: That was, that was really it. Um, there's been some agents on my team. I never personally did this, but I know some people did where you can go and kind of door knock around the neighborhood, maybe the day before or a couple hours before the open house. Um, that would be, that's just a great opening line while door knocking. Hey, just so you know, I'm a local agent selling this house right down the street we're already getting a lot of traffic and a lot of showings booked. Um do you have any friends that you really want to be your neighbors? <laughs> right? And so having that kind of be an icebreaker to door knock for maybe listings. Uh because you can show yourself as like, "Hey, listen, we've we've uh we have this listed, we're getting great traffic and there's a potential that we might find more buyers that want this house than there are houses for sale in this neighborhood." Have you guys ever considered selling or what does your guys' timeline look like? For sure.
1: Okay. So I understand how you guys marketed. I understand the execution of the open house. Um, Before I go to the follow-up, the frequency. So in the beginning, when this was like your primary way that you built your business, how frequently and how long did your open houses last? What does that cadence look like?
0: It's all a numbers game. You just got to do a ton, right? So when I first started in real estate in 2017, 2018, 2019, no exaggeration, I was probably doing four to five open houses every weekend for two years, two and a half years. Um, and so just an encouragement to people. If, if you are doing, let's say four open houses on a weekend, so two on Saturday two on Sunday. Whenever I booked them, I usually do two hour windows. So I'm maybe doing 10 to 12 and one to three or one to three and four to six. Um, if you do four open houses and you meet nobody except for the last 10 minutes on the last open house you're doing as you're turning off the lights and that person is a lead, your whole weekend was worth it. You need, you need to have the perspective that all of the time that you spent sitting in that house was necessary in order for you to give that person the opportunity to walk through the house. Um, so you got to have that mindset as well. You can't just say, you know what? I did one open house a weekend for a couple months and I got nothing. Um, it really is a time time intensive and you got to do it. And that's why it's important to make an open house useful, whether someone shows up or not. So make it uh, efficient with your time.
1: Yeah, I was going to loop back to that point in the very beginning where you're like, they're office hours, but also it is a great opportunity to market yourself with through social media, through videos, You know, do knock out those reels. Um, okay, question about, you always did Saturday, Sunday. Did you ever test Friday?
0: Yeah, I, I did some Fridays, uh, but a lot of agents on my team now are either doing a Thursday night or a Friday night if the sellers of the house allow it because when are people normally doing open houses Saturdays and Sundays during that middle of the day hours so your open house might have competition for people's time in their weekend with all these other houses so oftentimes depending on your market a Friday night might be awesome or a Thursday night might be awesome cuz you're the only house that is being held open at that time so people might be sitting around and say oh Hey, there's a house right down the street that's got an open house. We're we're bored. Let's go do it. Um, So those can be really good, too.
1: I agree. And I think it also depends on the neighborhood. So it's like if you have a neighborhood that's primarily, you know, 55 plus, they are way more inclined to get up in the morning on a Saturday and go to a nice open house than do anything that's like later. But if you have that up and coming young neighborhood where everyone just out of college is getting their starter home, then maybe they want the Friday night you know with with some drinks as opposed to the whatever you get the point yeah Real quick, as you likely know, the 2024 Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind is sold out. But if one of your preferred vendors is looking for marketing opportunities, we are looking for sponsors. We would love to get their name and business out to 80 highly motivated real estate agents from across the country. Know someone who'd be interested? Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and shoot us a quick email for more information. Thanks so much. Back to the show. Okay, so now we are on follow up. I'm waiting to see. Did I miss anything about the execution? Because um, I think you had a really good point about like it's a numbers game, and I love that you said four to five open houses every weekend for two years. Because that's the that's you know what it takes in a lot of. Okay, okay. <laughs> follow up, Taylor. R- r-
0: quick, yeah. quick, hot take on that. So, please, to- Tony Robbins is awesome. When he first started doing public speaking, he realized that the normal public speaker would do one speech a month for an hour. <clears throat> for an hour. So he said, Well, if that's what the normal person's doing, I'm gonna do I don't remember the number, but let's just say 10 speeches a month every month. So by the end of his first year of speaking, he had 20 times the experience that the normal person would by just if they did one, one a week or one a month, right? So that whole idea of the open houses might be really awkward at first, but the only way that you're going to feel comfortable answering those questions or responding to those objections or talking to complete strangers or talking to people with different personalities is by getting the reps in. So when I started real estate, my whole view was, I know at some point I'm going to just feel like I got run over by a school bus because I'm going to feel like an absolute idiot. Cause I got myself into a situation where I had no idea what I was doing. I knew that I had to experience that. So <laughs> my, uh, my idea was I'm going to sprint underneath that bus, like get me to that point as quickly as possible so I can get past it. So I can have that experience and that knowledge to where now I feel more confident. So, um, just start booking open houses, right? You, it's not figuring out the perfect script. It's not figuring out the best marketing scheme on social media to get people in there. It's not. Don't let there be any excuses by just booking open house and go sit in the house.
2: I then, while it might... you're sitting
0: in that, then when sorry. you're sitting in that open house, that's where you can try to figure out strategy for marketing next weekends, right? Use that as office hours to figure that stuff out.
1: Yes. Okay. I thought of my question while you were saying that too. It's um, I'm listening to this and I don't have any listings. How am I booking my open houses? Where am I getting the ability to do these open houses, Taylor?
0: Yeah. So great question. So um, oftentimes agents on your team will have listings. Um, So for instance, now I am much more listing heavy in my business. And I have two beautiful little daughters that I want to spend time with on the weekends. So I'm not doing open houses anymore. But I have a lot of agents on my team that are still in the the build phase of their business. They want to meet potential buyers. So agents on my team are holding my houses open. So if you're not on a team, though, well, I'm sure you're in an office or a brokerage. And you've got listing agents who really don't want to hold open houses. But it makes them look really good to their sellers if an open house is held. So you're starting to cold call agents. Like maybe on a Monday or a Tuesday of the week before you went weekend before you into an open house. Just start kind of looking at listings around the area and see if you have any agents in your office that have houses that would be good. And then give them a call and say, hey Shelby my name is Taylor I actually work in your same office um, I would love to do some open houses at your listing that you have Would it be helpful for you and for your seller if I did an open house on Saturday yeah it would be helpful for sure you can do that <laughs> um, but would you be helpful I mean that should be something that just becomes a part of your your uh, common vernacular.
1: I think I actually got it from you like two years ago when you, <laughs> when you were training our organization. I'm pretty sure that's where I got that line and I use it all the time. It's my yeah. go-to. Um, and just to, to add on to what you said about, you know, calling someone on your team or in your brokerage, um, it also doesn't have to be within your brokerage. So if you guys are like, oh, I'm like a super small team. I don't know what to do. Well, you can strategically pick where you wanna do open houses. That's actually the beautiful thing about, Mm -hmm. you know, opening it up to other agents outside of your MLS because you can open it up, see what listings are in the neighborhood you want to sell in or the neighborhood that is close to you. So you don't have to travel and you can call those, do a template text if you want to, and you can send it to all of them or hop on the phone and would it be helpful? And you can pick your freaking, choose your destiny.
0: Yeah. and and. Too. I've, I've sold, I've been very blessed to sell a lot of real estate and nobody has ever said, Hey, I found your information from an open house sign that was sitting on this cross street. So what you can do if you're calling an agent that's at a different brokerage, you can even say to them like, Hey, Shelby, this might feel weird. I don't think it is. I'm at Remax. You're at Keller. I would love to do an open house for you if that would be helpful for you and your seller. And I will totally use your open house signs if you want me to. I can drop by your office, pick them up. So you even you get a little bit more marketing there. So hopefully it's helpful for your people, helpful for you. And I might pull a buyer lead out of it. What do you think?
1: I think that's a great idea. Please make me look good to my seller. Please bring me a buyer. Oh my God, Taylor. (laughs) Okay, we have, I think we've thought about most of the pieces here now we're into follow-up and of course you know you've already told them what you're going to follow up with but do you have any other like science or art about the follow-up process
0: Uh, i think the follow-up um it's that still that idea of just leading with value and asking open-ended questions right so trying to get a response so some creative ways of following up that I found were, Hey guys, uh, we met at this house last weekend. This house insert address just popped up this weekend and it actually doesn't have an open house, but it sounds like it was what you guys were looking for. Would it be helpful to get you guys access anytime on Saturday? So that might be one. Um, I would even do. So I'm in Minnesota and it gets snowy here. So Another thing would be, hey, guys, super snowy today and the roads are treacherous. Be careful out there. Hope you guys are doing well. See ya. Right? Just being, reminding them like, hey, I exist. Um, hey, guys, we chatted about this in the open house and I just passed that on the street. Hilarious. Hope you guys are doing well. Any houses you guys want to go see? Hey, guys, I'm av- I, I've got a little bit of availability. Even if your like weekend is totally clear and you've got all of the availability in the world. Say, hey, guys, I've got a little bit of availability on Saturday and a little bit on Sunday. Uh, would it be helpful to get you guys access to anything? And it's really important for you to know as the agent that what do you think is more true? Have you lost more clients because you followed up too much or because you didn't follow up enough? There's no such thing as too much follow up. <laughs> follow up.
1: Okay, perfect. Now, quick one little off topic from open houses question, and then we'll head to wrap up. But you mentioned before that you, unless did we miss anything with open houses?
0: No, I I just think it's important to do them as long as you're strategically doing them well. And you can track it, right? Um, People might be familiar with the term KPI, so key performance indicators. So what you got to figure out is just Track the numbers. Okay, are you doing open houses? Well, yes, I am. Okay, well, okay, okay, I'm sitting in open houses, but I'm not getting any any contact information. Okay, well, then your pain point might be the conversation or the scripts that you're using, so work on that. Okay, I, I'm sitting in opens, I'm getting contact info, but I'm not converting them into any business. Okay, well, then your, your pain point there probably is your follow-up or how you're following up or what you're saying. Right. So you can kind of figure out where in the process you're breaking down and then seek knowledge or seek help in that specific thing. And don't be afraid to chat with another an agent in your market that, you know, does really well and just say, hey, Shelby, you are the open house queen. That's what everyone keeps telling me. Um, And I would love to figure out what you're doing. Could I treat you to lunch, or help with marketing, or, or can I just shadow you during an open house just to see just how awesome you are in action? Oh,
1: beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, who me? Oh, okay, fine. I know. I know. <laughs> Okay. Um, real quick, getting very involved in gym community. You mentioned that in the beginning as the other piece that you did to generate a lot of business. So real quick, because we're running out of time here, but what does that mean? How did you get business? Right. Out of
0: that? Yep. So it really is just finding more friends, right? Building my network, getting to know a new community. So when I started, here's another line for you to know or to memorize. So I did a lot of 9 30 AM classes or noon classes during the week. So in a lot of these and it was a class based. It was F45. So it's like a high intensity interval training class based place. Class based is going to be way more easy to, in my opinion, probably facilitate conversations with people because you are like, we're on a team. We're chatting. We, wow, we did it together rather than like a weight room. Everyone's got their headphones on. No one wants to talk to you. So, i'm regular at the gym shelby here is always there at 9:30 classes as well and so it'd be very easy for me to be like hey shelby you're a beast i cannot keep up with you you're incredible i'm curious what do you do i'm curious what you do to be able to at 9 30 a.m on a tuesday come to come to classes oh i'm uh i'm actually a software engineer i uh work from home and this is just what I do. What do you do, Taylor? Oh, well, I'm a, a real estate local real estate agent and help people buy and sell and invest in real estate. And I really, 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 really love my job. And yeah, that's why I can come. I'm my own boss and can kind of do whatever I want from a timing perspective. Sweet. All right. Great to meet you. Goodbye. Then I go on to Facebook. I'm like, okay, Shelby, Facebook. Ad friend. Well, now... She's on my drip campaign called social media posts every day. Uh, And then I'm just staying in front of people that way. So it was never from the, Hey, Shelby, I'm a realtor. You need to buy or sell, right? It really was about genuinely creating relationships, genuinely creating new friendships, and then just staying in front of people and reminding them that I'm in real estate. So when they do have that real estate question or something come up, they're like, Oh my gosh, I see Tay on Facebook every single day. Does he sell a house every single day? Um, no, I don't, but my social media might make it look like that. Um, I say, let me just chat with Taylor. Let me ask him. And now I'm being helpful, providing help or information for whatever question they might have.
1: Yeah. Social media is such a powerful drip campaign. And it's like yeah. the, the most natural one as well, because, you know, when you get someone's email and you add them to an actual like campaign within your CRM, people know that. They know absolutely it's a newsletter that's going to everyone. It's not at all personalized. And it's and it's feels a different way than them seeing watching what you're doing with your life because now they're just observing and they're like a part of it. And people love a story like humans think back over time, stories around the fire and stories pass on along generations. Like people love that. And so you're giving Mm -hmm. it to them in the most natural way to remind them subconsciously that yes, you are their real estate agent. Love.
0: Um, That's how Ryan Serhant built his community in New York City when he started in real estate all those years ago is he joined like three or four gyms and just built community that way. So whether that's a gym, whether that's some club, whether that's volunteer, right. The point is new real estate agents. It's really easy to get stuck in the thought of, yes, I I edited my Facebook today and curated my website today. I moved my business forward did you meet anybody new today? (laughs) Would that maybe have been maybe a little bit more helpful than tweaking the about me page on your website? Probably. Right. So just don't get distracted by all of the busy work that makes you feel like you're building your network or meeting new people and let that distract you from actually going and meeting people (laughs) and being helpful and uh, chatting with people. So, um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: What? So many people, <laughs> Taylor, what is next? What's the next piece of the agent or real estate puzzle you're working on?
0: Um, right now, it's how do I continue to maintain a, a thriving business while creating better systems and delegating more? Because as my family grows, I want to spend all of my time with my wife and my two little girls. And I know family life will become more and more busy. So how can I still do a lot of business and increase the customer service for my clients and the value I provide them while at the same time reducing my time in the real estate business? Does that make sense? Yep. Totally makes sense.
1: Um, Okay, listeners, guys, Twin Cities, Minnesota is where you're going to send all of your referrals to Taylor and Lars. They're on the same team, so share all the love there. But Taylor, someone out there is listening, and they really resonated with what you were talking about. Where is the best place for them to connect with you?
0: Um, You can either find me on Facebook. That's where I'm most active, where you'll see all of my kind of work social media posts. Taylor Doolittle. There's not that many Taylor Doolittles out there, so you'll find my headshot um, or on Instagram, um, Taylor dot Doolittle. And feel free to DM me on either of those. Would be happy to be helpful in, in any way that I, any way that I can. and I believe it too. Dude,
1: you know, some people say that and you're like, "Mm, no, you (laughs) mean it, Taylor. You do. (laughs) Well,
0: here's my thought on that is like, I can't reach out to people that are further down the path than me that I admire and I want to learn from. I, I can't be reaching out to them expecting them to spend any time on me if I'm myself not willing to spend time with people that are maybe a couple steps uh, behind in their journey, right? So we're all in it together.
1: We are. We're all in there just paddling uphill. You know, we're doing it. <laughs> okay, guys, go and follow, support, send referrals to Taylor. All of his information will also be in the show notes. And if you want to hang out with me and Aaron, we are The Shelby Show and Aaron Amuchistegi on the gram. We would love to hear from you. We want feedback. We want to make this the best show ever. What topics do you want us to talk about? What people do you want us to? get on here and go deep with. So please hit us up. And guys, that is all we have for today. Taylor, thank you so much for hanging out with me.
0: Thank you you for for having me on. It was an honor.
1: Of course. And Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.